0: Hello, welcome back to the podcast. We have another incredible guest on the podcast today, Kirsty McCall. She is a body image expert, body image coach. And in this conversation, I really dug into the driving force behind why Kirsty does what she does in helping women to transform their body image and ultimately love themselves again. Um, we talked about her key strategies to transforming your body image, your mindset around the way that you look and the way that you feel, Um, what her massive turning point was in her life that called her to do this work and we also discussed what it truly takes to love yourself on the inside and the outside. So I think you're gonna love this one. You're probably gonna need a pen and paper to make some notes, um, but yeah, I really hope you enjoy it. I'm sure you will. Kirsty is literally a shining light in this industry and her work is needed now more than ever, I think. So grab your pen and paper, have a listen, And please share a screenshot of you listening to your Instagram stories, to your social media and tag me and the podcast so that I can share and celebrate with you and ultimately we can reach more people who deserve to do this work too. Hello, welcome to Make It Happen, the podcast. I'm your host Emily Harris, life coach, mindset mentor and entrepreneur and I'm here to be your guide and bring you all things mindset, personal growth and self-discovery. This podcast is designed for the people who believe they truly can have it all. The people who are ready to unapologetically be, do and have everything they dream of. It's your place to be for all the inspiration, knowledge, and empowerment you need to fully wake up from unconscious autopilot, expand your self-awareness, and wildly transition into the most confident, most energized, self-loving, and powerful version of yourself. And by listening to this podcast, you've already taken the first step. So take what you need, leave what you don't, and know that you truly are the expert on your own life. And if you're ready for unshakable confidence, deep self-compassion, and radical mindset shifts, then you're so in the right place. So let's go make it happen. So Kirsty thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I would love it before we start if you could give everyone a little introduction to yourself, who you are, what you do and then we'll go from there. Of course thank you for having
1: me. I am a body image coach. I work with women who have really struggled to love their body for a number of years and transform that so that they end up loving what they see in the mirror they love their body no matter how it looks which is the important bit to underline and highlight um because it's really important in this day and age and it's a really big hurdle that many women struggle with so I hold their hand and guide them over
0: that little bit of a hurdle to the other side. Beautiful I love that I love that and I wonder with all of that I wonder how you got here and kind of what your story is that's kind of brought you now to wanting to help these women and and be that guide for women um, on their journey to loving themselves as well. So I grew up as a very insecure teenager
1: as many children do sadly and that meant that it manifested in different kinds of eating disorders it would vary from really unhelpful behaviors to very you know extreme behaviors and taking laxatives and not eating and then eating way too much and all of these kind of self-harm mechanisms that went under the radar they went undiagnosed for for so long which meant that they just got worse and worse over time and the most important thing about that was that I thought that this was normal. I thought it was normal to hate your body. I thought it was normal to have these really extreme practices around eating, diet, trying to control my body, excessive exercise. And that continued from my teens into my 20s um, until I had pretty much been on each of the each of the eating disorder spectrums so from anorexia to bulimia to binge eating disorder to orthorexia which is a obsession with healthy eating Um, and I'd been trapped by this mindset of disordered eating my entire life it wasn't until I had a very poignant moment a pivotal moment in my journey when I was sat around a pool with a, a bunch of friends it was a friend's wedding. And I remember um, sitting around that pool and looking at all the couples that are around the pool. And in my head, I used to think, well, nobody can love me because of the way of my body. But all of a sudden, there was all of these case studies around me that said these bodies are changing. And I know these bodies are changing because I know these people and I've known them for many years and I love them dearly one their bodies have never stopped me from loving them but two their bodies have never stopped their partner from loving them either so all of a sudden i was faced with truths that completely went against the voice in my head that had been telling me that i was unlovable because of my body and because of the way that i ate and so that was a real light bulb moment for me and from that i did the whole journey to healing my relationship with my body And with food, and it's been an incredibly long, complex, difficult journey filled with peaks and troughs. But it has brought me to where I am today because I get the struggles of women in loving their bodies. I understand it, I completely understand it, and I can see how it is so normalized. But now I'm on the other side of it. Oh my goodness, is it incredible? It's joyous, it's rich, it's abundant, it's juicy, and it's fun and that's the reason why I do my work is because I've been through that journey I get it and someone just needs to hold your hand in order to guide you to get to that other stage because I promise it's available
0: to you oh my goodness I love that I love that. Amazing. It sounds like, obviously, you've been on a huge journey, but it's it's amazing. And I love it when you speak about it. You can see kind of the way that you light up when you speak about that kind of pivotal moment when you were sat by the pool at a friend's wedding and just thinking, oh, my goodness, actually, everyone's changing. Everyone's body's changing. And not only do these people love their bodies, but actually someone else loves them, still loves them too. Um, no matter kind of the the way that it's changing and all of that. And I think that's beautiful. I've never kind of heard um I think a lot of people that have been on a, a journey, especially kind of if we're thinking about the wellness industry, kind of a personal development journey, there is kind of that light bulb moment that everyone seems to remember. Um, but I've never heard one like that. That's so lovely. <laughs> love it. And thanks so much for sharing. You're
1: very welcome.
0: I think um, I would love to ask, I think something that was coming up for me then when when you were speaking is um, On this journey, you speak about this journey to loving yourself and to helping clients and the people that you work with to love themselves and their bodies too. And I wonder, what does it mean to you to love yourself?
1: Big question. (laughs)
0: Definitely,
1: it means freedom. It means my mind is freed up from thinking about food about how comfortably my tummy is fitting in a particular shirt or a top and whether I need to breathe in anymore. It means that I can now fill that with being active and present with the ones that I love with you on this podcast. It means there is space for me to have enjoyment in my life that goes beyond a treat day meal because otherwise the brain is filled up with, can I eat this? I shouldn't really eat that. I'm going to eat it. I shouldn't have eaten that. I know I shouldn't have eaten that. Look at my body. And this is the way I am. This is why I am the way I am. And I need to change my body. And, and otherwise, that's the way that the brain, the brain is created. It's filled up with all of these berating thoughts and messages and notes that just shame you. Whereas what body love to me now means is a total and utter freedom to be, feel and experience the way that I truly want to feel. And that's not dependent on looking a certain way or eating a certain way because it ultimately doesn't really matter.
0: Mm, amazing. So kind of not, it's not conditional. I guess what I'm hearing is like this unconditional love for yourself and also recognition that that does come from the inside rather than something external um perhaps like in terms of the way that you look or the things that you're eating or the things that you do or the things that you say or you know what other people kind of say about you That's, that's what's coming up for me and actually it's kind of this there's no conditions to it there's no kind of checklist that needs to be ticked in order to have approval I guess from yourself and love for yourself but also from others as well.
1: Absolutely and when we think of body love we or loving our body we often think it has to look a certain way before we can love our bodies and that's the challenge that we're faced with right that's the messaging that our magazines when we were children used to give us that's the messaging that our parents might have filtered down unknowingly when they were constantly jumping from diet to diet to diet and so it's down to us the baton is handed down to us to say the challenge is on now the mission is there should you be willing to accept it to love your body as it is today And that is a real challenge when we're in a society that tells us we're not good enough. And it is a there's a common quote, isn't there, which is loving your body in a society that tells you that's not good enough. is an act of rebellion and Mm self-care. And it really is. Um, (laughs) But ultimately, body love is not about having your body look a certain way, because when someone might say, I want washboard abs and a big butt. What they're actually after is what they feel that those washboard abs and big butt is going to get them because they think that the washboard abs and the big butt is going to make them feel confident and sexy and they'll be able to wear all of the clothes that they want to wear and that's going to make them feel great. But they have to get the washboard abs and big butt to get there. Newsflash, you don't. (laughs) You really don't, I promise you. Um, And so the work that we do is about first unravelling that thought from... What is it that you really want? Why do you think body, changing your body is going to get you there? Um, and then starting to reprogram better body image off the back of that. Now, a key step in that is understanding that body image is often not our own thoughts. So the way that we absorb the thoughts around how we feel about our body has been dictated by society, by our parents, from external factors. And we take that on board as though it is our own but it's not. So that's the work that we do as part of Befriend Your Body to help you understand where have you absorbed these from? Once we've acknowledged that we've absorbed these from X, Y, and Z, that's great. Because if we've absorbed them once, we can reabsorb new
0: ones. Amazing, amazing. And something that was coming up for me there is about this kind of um, almost this kind of hypnotism that we go through, our whole lives but especially as we're children right where we kind of take on and internalize so much from our outside world from our parents from our teachers at school from the kind of things that like you say like we read in magazines and we watch on on television and and all of that stuff Um, and ultimately what I hear you saying there is we kind of need to re-hypnotize ourselves. Get us back into the kind of present state so that we can replace all of the things that we've taken on that don't serve us in the past um, with something that does feel empowering and and does serve us, right? Yes, totally. And do
1: you know what's really healthy and is really important is when we do realize that these thoughts are absorbed from our surroundings. Let me give you an example. So in the 1890s, very long time ago. The first standard of beauty was defined by, drumroll please, a man called Charles Gibson. Mm. Now, Charles Gibson loved drawing these pencil drawings of women who had beautiful big hips, cinched in at the waist, beautiful voluptuous bust, big bouffant hair, very petite, um, delicate features of the face. And they were penned as the Gibson Girls. This was seemed to be the very first standard of beauty created by this man which I find incredibly ironic and this standard of beauty was the expectation for women to align to back in the 1800s which is phenomenal right and that is what is deemed as because it's the first standard of beauty where women first get this expectation from to align their physical appearance. Now if we think about how that's evolutionized over time you move on to the 1920s and all of a sudden these beautiful voluptuous curves are gone in a flash. They are straight as an arrow, flapper style, 1920s dancers, and there are no curves whatsoever. If you move then into the 1950s, you've got the Marilyn Monroe era. All of a sudden curves are back. So if you're straight as an arrow, you are not in trend. You've got to very quickly grow a butt and grow boobs again and get cinched in at the waist. Now, interestingly, there's a couple of things that have been created in this era of the Marilyn Monroe era. And that is Playboy and Barbie, which is phenomenal, right? Because the idealisation around these characters originally matched the curvaceous shape of Marilyn Monroe. And so bodies become trends over time and trends become the expectations of women at the time as well. So your bad body image thoughts are not your own. They are not yours to own they have been filtered down after decade after decade after decade of women being expected to meet a certain standard today's standard is again very different you've got to have washboard abs you've got to have big butt again whereas in the 1990s or the 2000s you had to have washboard abs it was a very athletic look and so trends change over time bodies change over time you cannot be expected to change your body over time as well So what we can hold on to and can work on is the way that we love our bodies as they are today, because ultimately that is what's going to bring us fulfillment, happiness, satisfaction and freedom.
0: Mm. Oh, my goodness. I think I guess like the the first thing in that is, first of all, can't believe that the first kind of standard of beauty was set by a man. Although actually, when I say that, maybe I can believe, (laughs) maybe (laughs) I can believe that. Um, kind of shocking but also I think almost liberating like listening to that because I think when you realize that and when I heard you say that it made me think well I think all of us as women and of course I'm totally generalizing here um, but I noticed with the women that I work with and the women that I speak to that actually we all have this kind of inner kind of rebel inside of us that is just like so curious and just wants wants the answers to to all the questions that kind of haven't been asked like why why is it that we have to look a certain way to you know be ultimately kind of successful or just simply approved by society or why is it that we have to say certain things and and not say other things Um, you know all of this stuff and I think what's coming up for me is first of all it's super empowering just knowing that but secondly I think what I picked up on you saying is actually this kind of gets to be simple and of course it takes work kind of transforming your your body image and, and starting to love yourself but I think how you say it just it, it sounds like it does get to be simple.
1: It does get to be simple. And you touched the nail on the head there. I am interested in those rebels, those women who have tried all of the diets. They've been there. They've done that. It is still not working. The, the diet companies will tell us that happiness, their sexy partner, better sex life, their confidence... The ability to wear all of the clothes that they want to wear lies at the end of their goal weight. Shock horror! When they've achieved that goal weight before, has that happened, or is actually what has happened is they've become more calorie obsessed. They have thought, oh, just I'm, do you know what? I'm at goal weight, but I'm just going to go a little bit further. And they've got even more focused and even more obsessed with their body image and food. And maybe they're trying to maintain it now and it's sending them stir crazy. It doesn't work. It hasn't worked before and it's not going to work now. Weight Watchers Mm -hmm. is a multi-million dollar business. Think about that. If it truly worked, would it be a multi-million pound business? No. No so <laughs> Exactly. I am interested in those rebels, the ones that might still have a seed of doubt in their mind as to diets bringing all of this juicy stuff, but actually they see a light at the end of the tunnel and that tiny little bit of light, it's like a little um, flame that's been, that is ready to grow that says, I don't think this is the right way. I think there is another way to do this. And I'm looking for the person that has done it to show me how, but importantly has done it and is in a body like mine. Mm. For instance, I, for many years would follow fitness influencers or body image, um, influencers. Why would I follow them? Because they were six foot, super slender, and they looked like an Amazonian goddess and I thought (laughs) right (laughs) that is where it's at I am going to follow them and that'll make me love my body because I want to look like them what actually happened was I was following them for a long time wishing to look like them and then thought, when I do look like them that's when I can love my body I went back to my mirror though closed my eyes Thought, I love you, I love you, I love you. Did all of this kind of surface level practice that they talked about, opened my eyes in the mirror, and oh, lo and behold, I still looked like me, therefore I can't love myself. So, how was it possible? It didn't make sense to me. The dots were not joining up. So, I started to surround myself with women that looked like me, and all of a sudden, it was a permission slip. I didn't People don't need a permission slip to love themselves. I must say that. But I did. I needed that permission slip. I needed someone with a beautiful, soft, round tummy like me saying, this is okay. You are safe. You are loved. You are worthy. You are enough with your body just as it is today.
0: Beautiful. Beautiful. And I think something that was coming up for me there is actually around this permission slip kind of situation and of course like you say we don't necessarily need one need a permission slip to love ourselves or to do anything almost but actually seeing someone else who has what you want and and what I'm hearing in your situation is you being able to see somebody who looked like you who had the love that you wanted for your body actually embodying that was a massive sign that it was possible for you and and therefore you were like okay well I can do it (laughs) and and now you're here being that person for other women right
1: right exactly um I want to be that lighthouse for other women to find me like come this way I am that woman that you've been needing to look up to that should you need that permission slip I have plenty to hand out one with your name on it
0: you're so authentic and I think the, the way that you show up online is just beautiful and like you say a, a massive permission slip every single day actually
1: <laughs> oh thank you lovely that means you're well. the world to me I do love that community over there it is so much fun and the women that we have got telling me wonderful things is lovely but actually creating incredible change themselves that's what puts fire in my belly this stuff works it's happening it's real and that's amazing I love it
0: there's something I wanted to ask you around kind of um actually making this shift then because I know you've spoken about um why why perhaps women might feel like they can't love themselves or that they might feel like they just don't love themselves um and that there's an element of kind of looking back on on what's caused that perhaps reframing it and then choosing something different but I wonder if there's anything else um, in that that you could perhaps go into that someone who wanted to go on a journey of of self-love of loving their body what might they need to do to get there
1: the first one is stop shaming yourself let's get really aware of those thoughts because a client might come to me and say I want to love my body but i can't i'm really fat okay let's break this up a little bit i can't love my body that's a statement because i'm interested in the because because i'm fat that doesn't give me a reason to not love my body you might have more fat than others i'm going to just go off on from a side note here fat yeah, needs sure. to be, stop <laughs> needs to stop being demonized fat is fat it is literally a cell Some people have more than others, that is perfectly okay. So that because isn't enough for me. I can't love my body because I'm fat. We're not quite there yet, what does that bit mean? What does that I'm fat actually mean to you? That's the bit that I'm interested in. So a really practical action that people can start taking is dig really deep and challenge your thoughts. Is there something at the end of that sentence that says, therefore, I'm disgusting. I can't love my body because I'm fat. Therefore, I'm disgusting. Now, I can work with that bit because that bit is what's giving meaning and power to the bit that says I'm fat. Nothing wrong with being fat. You can be healthy and in a bigger body. Absolutely fine. It's the latter bit that I'm interested in. So the first one is challenge those thoughts. Get really crystal clear on what they're telling you. It's something that I like to call the frenemy voice. What is the frenemy voice? The frenemy voice is a voice that's been in your mind for many, many years. So it feels very familiar. But actually what it's telling you is incredibly mean. Hence the frenemy element. Now, because it's very familiar, it can often go unchecked. So these thoughts saying, I can't love my body because I'm fat, therefore I'm disgusting, just happen like a a production line of thoughts throughout the day and you don't even realise it. It could be you're sat down in in this weather, let's say, and your stomach touches your top and you, gosh, I need to breathe in, sit up or readjust my top and make sure it's not, you know, showing, for instance. Um, And that thought will come. It could be, oh gosh, I'm really hungry. And then that will lead into, oh, but you're so greedy, you only just ate. It's so automatic and it's so quick Whereas what we want to get to is that we are using these as triggers to replace that with, I'm really hungry. Oh, I mustn't need more food today. Oh, my tummy's touching my shirt. Hmm, that's the way my shirt sits. So that we can really get to grips with challenging those thoughts. But the first I would, the first practical action that I would test people with is start understanding the true because reasons. What is the so what? I, in fact, I can't love myself because whatever that because is what what's the meaning behind those words
0: Mm, I love that what I'm hearing is that's the thing that we can change right we can change the meaning that we attach to any of the things that show up in our lives um and I guess you know for as as long as we recognize that and recognize that actually we're the creator and we can actually if we want to literally go ahead and just create a whole new meaning if we want to actually simply doing that can be massively transformational and and what I'm hearing you say is that you can work with that you can work with that meaning "Mm," and change it but something that's so set in stone and, and I'm hearing from what you what you say that this I am so fat that's an identity thing you know and then adding a because a reason onto that and then a meaning is heavy (laughs) it's it's heavy it's it's been weighted you know it's a a weighted statement right so I love that you say you know just simply being aware and and knowing actually how heavy these thoughts are and ultimately when they show up what kind of triggers them is the first step you know the first step to everything is awareness right
1: right exactly um And we often stop at that first sentence without questioning the meaning behind it. I can't love my body because I've got a belly. Um, You're still not really giving me a reason as to why you can't love your body.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) Tell
1: me what that's actually meaning for you. And that's Mm -hmm. the bit that we can work with. So that awareness is really critical. Another thing that's. People can do is replace a focus on looks with a focus on function. Now, I remember a very pivotal moment in my journey early on, and I was sat in the mirror um, doing my hair and makeup in the morning, as I always do. And it dawned upon me that those three tummy rolls that were soft and beautiful in the mirror had housed some really delicious meals. Those tummy rolls had jiggled with the belly laughs that I had experienced with friends. My legs had taken me on incredible adventures to see some incredible sunsets. And my arms had given the most amazing hugs that often end up being those really long, awkward hugs, (laughs) which I am so proud of. <laughs> People will try and pull away, and I'm like, nope, nope, I'm not done yet. Just squeeze and relax a little bit more. They're the best. So, by replacing a focus on looks with a focus on function, I was able to shift the dial dramatically. My tummy was no longer something to be squeezed in and looked at only from a certain angle. It was there to be soft and relaxed and to be grateful that, oh my gosh, that's where the delicious food's gone. That's where I've been able to enjoy such yummy tastes. And so that second action by replacing a focus on looks with a a focus on function will allow you to really shift the dial with what your body means to you and eventually get you to the point where you will look in the mirror and love what you see.
0: Mm, Something that's a word that's coming up for me massively when you're speaking on that is gratitude Um, which I know is is definitely thrown about a lot in the industry (laughs) but I but will I will add that actually sometimes the most difficult thing that you can possibly do you know on a day perhaps when things do feel tough and perhaps someone isn't feeling like they love themselves and and that feels heavy and those kind of really negative thoughts from the frenemy voice which I love by the way <laughs> are coming up actually taking that next step and and letting yourself go there and and being grateful for the things that you do have and the body that's allowed you to like you say hug the people for a, a little bit longer than they, <laughs> than they want you to <laughs> which is my worst nightmare because I am not really a hugger. Is it?
1: can't oh, yeah. <laughs> wait we... to meet face to face. You just wait.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah. And the legs that have allowed you to go on adventures and things like that. I just think, wow, sometimes that's actually the the toughest thing to do, but so, so powerful when you recognize that actually without this to me, I wouldn't have been able to, um, enjoy all of these delicious meals. Um, and, and I, I think also if we're thinking about meals, like I just think of the kind of experiences, you know, eating food is, is attached to a lot of things. You know, if we think about some of the happiest times in our lives, we're sat around the table with friends and family, like going for a meal. All those times where we have like fully belly left, there's probably a plate of food sat there just just looking at you as well. Actually, it's probably empty. <laughs> probably empty by that point. Um, but yeah, just all of those experiences that your body has kind of been there for and, and just being grateful for that. And, and I love that that's kind of one of your key strategies.
1: To go from hating your body in the mirror to loving your body in the mirror
0: we have to remove the focus
1: on the way that it looks because this far there has been so much focus placed on the way that your body looks how's that working out for you it's not so we've got to do something different and the do different here is let's understand the critical components that have led you up to this point but also start rewiring that programming for better body image and the tools and techniques that we will use to do that have got to actually take the focus away from your looks. so none of this has got anything to do with the way that your body looks but that's also what makes it so safe and so approachable for people because if you're coming at this from a point of I hate my body there is nothing I can do to tell you to stand in the mirror right now and say but your body's beautiful can you not see that no I cannot there's no point in us starting there so the essence of these strategies is to help give people some bite-sized building blocks to get to the point of loving your body. You can't go from I hate my tummy to I love my tummy. So we go from I hate my tummy to, but it has house some really good apple pie and ice cream before we can get to I love my body. But that's a, that's a baby step. It's a building block, right? Exactly the same in trying to understand what those thoughts are. We're not yet at the point of replacing those thoughts. We're not at the point of, I hate my body. I'm so fat because I'm disgusting. We just want to identify what that because is. So I'm not trying to tell people, you've got to love your body because it's not going to work. That's what all of these fitness influencers were doing. And I was following them for years and wondering why on earth it wasn't working for me. Is there super slim hunching over trying to grab a tummy roll going just love your tummy the way it is i was like "Mm, that's not really the way my body works my body already has tummy rolls so give me something i can actually work with so i hope that these strategies will be helpful in that sense um but poignant in the fact that they have nothing to do with the way that your body looks
0: amazing amazing and and definitely i think um sometimes this the the narrative of of kind of just love yourself and just love your body um has kind of been I I want to say now it's kind of almost become kind of toxic <laughs> like okay well tell me how because actually that is really hard it's like me turning up on my Instagram story and saying guys you just need to stop doubting yourself and your life is going to be sorted like imagine imagine it wouldn't be an industry <laughs> imagine imagine if it was that easy, um so I love that, and I think it's it's also about recognizing that and seeing where things do and and just don't resonate for you and if if they don't resonate for you it's it's about finding strategies or finding someone like Kirsty who can actually speak to you and and allow you to kind of facilitate that change for yourself and not just put that is a massive pressure. put on yourself to kind of just say just i'm just going to stand in front of the mirror and and force myself to love myself what (laughs) um so yeah no thank you so much for sharing that and something that came up for me kind of a, a a memory or i guess like my own transition that i've been through is um i kind of didn't realize that that you know like we all have that little Well, I don't know if all of us have it, but I definitely do like a little pouch at the bottom of your tummy. I think it's actually like your womb. (laughs) Um, But I I thought that was kind of not very nice. Like I never used to like it and I always used to kind of hide it if I was on the beach or something, you know, in a bikini. Um, And I don't know what has switched in me, but actually now I think it's really cute. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm not sure if I love it in the definition I love my boyfriend like I love my family but I think it's so freaking cute <laughs> that I'm like oh bless it like it wants to shine <laughs> it wants to be out there <laughs> so I and, and that's been like massively transformational for myself you know
1: that's phenomenal I absolutely love that Emily honestly (laughs) that is your pouch is cute it's adorable (laughs) there's two things that I really want to underpin there so the first one isn't it interesting that as women once we're told oh it has a practical use therefore oh I can love it I remember those photos going around um social media this little pouch is your uterus therefore you can love it that's great what if it's not your uterus you can still love it (laughs) That's, mm. you know, it doesn't have to be an active thing in that sense. You can still love it. It's a pouch nonetheless, and it's part of you. And the second point that we're trying to get to is actually a point of neutrality, which is not talked about a lot in the body image space. But it's the point where you might not be feeling the best in your body, but we're going to get you to the point where it doesn't overtake your day. It doesn't matter how you feel about your body but it's not going to consume your day anymore. That's the freedom that we're trying to get to. No one is going to love their body 100% of the time, every single day. As women, we have different monthly cycles. With that comes hormones, comes bloating, comes bleeding. It's guaranteed you're going to have ups and downs with your body image. However, it doesn't need to consume your day. And that's the point that we're going to try and get to. We're go- we will get to the point of body neutrality that no matter how your body looks, you can still love it. It is still worthy of your love, your compassion, your understanding and your support, no matter how it looks.
0: Mm. Stunning. Stunning. Kind of, it doesn't matter what kind of goes on in the day or even what goes on in your mind. You still have that kind of deep rooted self-love and and self-compassion for yourself which I also like I'm a massive advocate for you know it doesn't of course everything ebbs and flows that's how life works that's why we have seasons that's why we have cycles you know all of that stuff but actually there can be some almost unshakable kind of solidified things in there that once you've done the work on yourself and Done the work on healing your body image and, and started to love yourself, that that doesn't waver. You know, it might the candle kind of might flicker a little bit, but it's it's not gonna go out, is what I'm hearing from from what you're saying. And that's just stunning.
1: <laughs> because no matter what, whether that's a small flicker or whether you've got a roaring fire and your body image is on point that day, even if you are having a bad body image day, if all else fails you can still look in the mirror and say, but my body is the least interesting thing about me. So no matter how I might feel about my body today, it is still the least interesting thing about me. So if you are on this body image journey and you are currently looking in the mirror or you're squeezing your tummy, you're grabbing your hips, hating what you see, just know that in the grand scheme of who you are, it really is the least interesting thing about you. There are so many more special, precious, amazing things about you that matter than the size of your clothes and the way that your body looks.
0: Oh, amazing, Kirsty. Honestly, I've loved this conversation so much. And I think that's such a beautiful kind of way to put it. And I think it's it's so true. It's so true. You know, people aren't going to look back and say, oh, Kirsty was an amazing person because because of the six perhaps she had are they no and I, I really they hope did. they don't I, yeah I was gonna say if they did I'd be like guys <laughs> come on <Exactly. laughs> it's a bit more to me than that but thanks <laughs> oh amazing yeah well thank you so much for coming on the podcast I think before we close I would love it if well is there anything else that you wanted to say before we close and with that where can people find you how can people connect tell me a little bit about anything that's coming soon um yeah go for it
1: (laughs) i would love to invite and welcome with open arms everybody over to my instagram page which is kirstie.mikelle mckelle is m-c-k-e-l-l there you will be part of an incredible befriend your body community And you will also find a link to an event that I am running. It starts on Monday the 13th of September. So you still have a few days to join. It is completely free, but the essence of this will be giving you the key principles and frameworks that you will need in order to love your body as it is today. Over three days, you will get me guiding you through live training sessions. You'll also get a personal workbook to keep forever to do the deep psyche work that will need to be done in order to shift your perspective and reprogram better body image so I would love you for you to join us um when you go to the link in my bio click in there click enroll you'll get your welcome pack and then I will see you on Monday the 13th I can't wait
0: amazing amazing I know just from this this episode I think people are gonna have have had massive breakthroughs and massive realizations so I can't imagine how much they're going to get from three days
1: (laughs) I can't wait it's going to be amazing
0: love it love it yeah so I'll pop all of Kirsty's details in the show notes for you guys um but yeah I mean I hope you've enjoyed recording this I hope I've loved this conversation Kirsty thank you so much for joining us and see you soon
1: thank you so much
0: you're welcome take care take care bye you've been listening to make it happen the podcast with emily harris the place to be for all the inspiration knowledge and empowerment you need to fully wake up from unconscious autopilot expand your self-awareness and wildly transition into the most confident, most energized, self-loving, and powerful version of you. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, then please leave a five-star review and share it on your socials, because the more you share, the more people we can reach to truly help them to access all that they need to truly make their dreams a reality don't forget to hit subscribe or follow so you don't miss out on any further episodes and I hope you have a beautiful day lots of love